0: In the heart of a champion.
1: Welcome back to the Code of Man podcast. This is Mike Overtrek-Barnett. We're so glad to have you for our third episode of the new season. Yes, he does. And I almost hit my mark right there. For those of you out there who can't see behind the scenes of the Code of Man podcast, we're working really hard. Mm. We we at least try. We we at least give two takes to try to get that just the way we want it when we open up. Two, three, four. You know. Now that was really only two takes. Well, that was two. Is, yeah, yeah. Which explains time, yeah. why sure. it doesn't exactly work out in the timing. But yeah. you know what? It was. It was good. Yeah. This
2: is what you have. This is what happens when you have amateur people doing a professional job. With their amateur skills, but still wanting to have a professional quality product, it, it's it's quite a hmm. it's conundrum. It's yeah, a
1: conundrum. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're back for episode number three of this second season of the Code of Man podcast. Pretty exciting times, actually, because when this episode airs releases will be the day of departure, D Day. Yeah, D Day. Going back to our Genesis. And so we're calling today's episode the Genesis of the Code. And we'll explain more about that in a few moments. But uh, let's explain that right now. Sure. Yeah, (laughs) let's do it right now.
3: Since we're talking about it.
1: So, March the 8th, 2019, I woke up in Stone Mountain at Stone Mountain State Park over there in uh, Trap Hill. Over by Trap Hill, North Carolina. Thank you. And uh, that morning, I went to bed that that night, nice, you know, cool evening, expecting rain the next day. That was the forecast. I woke up that morning with snow, snow on the ground, and it was a beautiful day of hiking. And I had gone there to spend an overnight and and a day hike on this very thing we're doing right now. Not the podcast, per se, but the Code of Man and what that was all about. I had had for quite some time through the years of working with the prison ministry, many young men in prison that I had worked with, even school age and then you know into their adult years in prison, and then having been an army chaplain for a number of years and working with young men in the military, a lot of things in my mind and, and recognizing and seeing some things about what's lacking, what's missing in their lives, coming into a church environment and saying, you know what, this is unacceptable. We cannot Allow a generation of our young people, our young men in the church, to come up by the world's standards and be told by the world what a man is supposed to be. Let's teach them. Let's do what God tells us to do, and let's raise young men to be godly men. And I just spent that day hiking those trails, again, snowing. Man, it was wonderful. It was just an exciting experience, but I didn't write anything down. I was just walking and praying all that day. And come back... ...from that trip and and jotted down seven virtues of manliness, five code core principles... ...and uh, about eight and a half miles that day of just walking those trails, climbing those mountains... ...but that's where it all began. And Genesis 127 is the basis of that. God made man his own image and his own likeness. And so we're going to be talking about that today, the genesis of the code. But before we get into the genesis of Scripture... Let's talk a little bit about backpacking. We need some backpacking talk. Yes. Would you like to say anything about the wonderful spread that I put out for you this morning? I took a picture
3: of it. Um, my mini bagel is half-eaten right now because I didn't want to chew directly
2: into the microphone. And the guy with the headphones appreciates that.
3: <laughs> yes, yeah, great. I, I, Last week, you were dressed for the occasion. This week, you got a spread out here for us. I didn't
1: bring that up because I wanted any special attention or recognition. I just...
2: Well, that's very professional. You did
1: an amazing job. It, Thank
2: you. It feeds into, you know, the overall fun.
1: I, I get yeah, it. You get ah, ah. See what you did there. Yeah.
2: But it feeds into, you know, season 2. We're we're ratcheting this thing up. We're, you know, this this isn't this ain't your mom's code of man podcast anymore, <laughs> you know. That's,
3: just, that's the funniest thing you've ever said. Yeah, can't even come up with a good sign off.
1: <laughs> Maybe you should stop thinking too much on what you're going to Speaking say. Speaking of my that sign off, be it. this ain't your mom's code <laughs> podcast.
2: <laughs> Mountain Monk approached me the other day and mm. you know your sign off is bad when Mountain Monk comes to you and says, "Yeah, sign off, wasn't that good?" I said, "Don't worry. It's a uh, it's it's scrapped. That 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 episode 1 when it's it's gone. It's that was a one and done."
1: Well, anytime Mountain Monk says anything, you stop it's and wor- listen. It's worth it's worth yeah. listening to cuz he funny. doesn't talk much. No. And he's got you know some thoughts, yeah, yeah, some deep thoughts. That's going why on. he's a monk. Exactly. Hashtag monk life. Monk life. Exactly. Yeah. So, a couple of backpacking questions. We're going going back to Stone Mountain State Park, not far from our undisclosed location right here. You haven't actually been there. Easy I, Target's been yeah. there, what a couple of times. No, just the once. Just the
2: once. Wow.
1: Yeah. This will be my first time. i have never yeah. been. You know, of our twelve listeners, I think a, most of them probably are. Remotely close to our—is yeah. it remotely close? I, relatively, relatively close. close yeah, uh, to our location, and most people will know what uh, yeah. Stone Mountain State Park is, what it's all about. But it is like this granite top bald mountain. Yeah. And a lot of times, you think of balds as you know, just no trees and kind of grassy looking. But this is bald as in just stone. Yeah. You okay. know, when you're standing at the bottom looking up, you see this great granite. I've been going there for years. I mean, actually my wife was the first one to take me to Stone Mountain when we were dating. Mm. So that's been 25 years ago. I've been going to Stone Mountain State Park for a quarter of a century, fellas. So shout out to Mrs. Overtrick. She actually helped lay the foundation of the code. So she had no idea at the time what she was starting. I mean, and here we are. Here we are. But uh yeah, it's a great place. Beautiful sites to camp in right there. There's um, Wolf Trail, I think is what it's called, it goes over Wolf Rock. The Blackjack Trail, maybe. I don't remember them all. And then there's the Stone Mountain Loop Trail that takes you up on top of that big granite mountain. And what I started to say earlier about going there 25 years, I remember the first time I went there, this was the impression I had. I felt like what it must be to be an ant walking across gravel. You know, like, like, that's the impression I had. Like, I'm this little tiny thing walking across this gigantic rock. This yeah. is what that feels like. But it's an amazing, it's an amazing view. It's not, certainly by no means is it the highest mountain in the area, but just the views you get from especially if the day's clear, it's incredible. I'm not able
2: to go on this rendition of the Genesis trip, you know, young, uh, easy target still at the house there, but for you guys that are going, are you all
1: doing the Stone Mountain Loop Trail? I can't take first timers and not get them on that. Okay,
2: because that was going to be what I was going to attest to. Of all of the of all the places that we've gone and done, that that campsite that we did at Stone Mountain by Widow's Creek is is quite. If it is not my favorite campsite, I mean it's right up there, like top two. That one and the one in um uh what in Linville Gorge, the. The other one that we camped by the river, gorgeous, gorgeous state park. Yeah, those two are are quite positive, and it's it's kind of a toss up. But I think Stone Mountain edges it out just a little bit. I mean, it was it's beautiful. It's nice, and then the views at the top of Stone Mountain are quite possibly like that. That's the very first time in my life that I remember just literally being like blown away and just wow, and
1: and just overwhelmed, and uh, everything compiling together. So and and. You know, a part of that is not only the view itself, and this is important to, we're talking about the genesis of the code, this will feed into that, but part of that is because of the challenge it was to you to get up there to the top of that. I mean, that that climb now would not be a challenge for you. No. But then it was, and just the accomplishment, and then being able to sit down at the top and say,
2: wow, yeah," I never would have saw this. Because the very first one, you know, we did Grandfather Mountain and Stone Mountain just back to back, so... Myself, Overtrek, and Quiet Man hit Grandfather Mountain on Thursday, and then the next morning hiked out of there, hiked over, or drove over to Stone Mountain, and then did Stone Mountain the next day. So, difficulty-wise, the Stone Mountain trails pale in comparison to, but just to get up there, it's beautiful views, it's rewarding, and then when you sit there, all of this compounds together. So, Stone Mountain
1: will always hold a special place in my heart, first in our heart. That's right. So, what are you looking forward to, Roland? about getting back out there after what will be three months, really, yeah. since December. What are you looking forward to about getting back out?
3: So one thing that I'm doing different this time, and it's not so much just with the, the backpacking trips, but it's just the code in general, just all of this in general. If you haven't noticed, I've been trying to take pictures more, like I took mm-hmm. a picture of your spread this morning. One thing I'm looking forward to in, in previous times past when I've gone on a code trip I will enjoy it and those trips have a special place in my heart, but I did not take a lot of pictures. I did not log a lot of things. You were too busy surviving. I you was were too the, busy surviving. You were the
2: subject of the pictures, not the picture taker.
3: Correct. Yeah, and that that famous picture we all like to refer to, my near death experience. That's gonna be on
2: our code Facebook page. Forever.
3: So a, just getting back out there, mm-hmm. just getting back in the swing of things, getting back. We have a lot of good trips planned, so getting back out there. And we have some new backpackers who are going to be joining us, so I'm looking forward to that. But just taking the experience in more. Um, I, my sister got me some some travel logs over Christmas time so ah. I can log my trips more. Because I'm I'm looking back at some of the trips as they're fresh on my mind, and I can tell you who went. Mm-hmm. But as time goes, sometimes when we talk about it around the council fire, we start to blend our trips together. Yeah. Like who went where and who did So taking more pictures, having more of a journal experience, uh, that is probably what I'm looking forward to the most.
1: Yeah. So here's a good question. <laughs> what, for both of you now, again, you're – Easy target and and rolling Napoleon. You're you're both close to about that two year mark into backpacking. It's been it was new to you when you started, but it's going to be fresh enough in your mind because I can't even remember my first trips. What what is something you did on your first trip or first first couple of trips or something you brought that you would say right now I will never do that again? And you'd tell the new guy Don't do that. Yeah. What would you say? I would say guard your sleep system with your life
2: because, mm. you know, taking stuff with you, you helped me vet enough of my pack. I don't really feel like I took any, like, overly non-essential items with me the very first time.
1: I could argue that point. Well, I, nothing. The guy had, like, 15 water bottles hanging off of his pack.
2: Oh, well, they weren't full. <laughs> they were, the Are you using Just those for... Those water things, like, bladders.
3: Little Yeah. Like. Like the guy from Rango going to like a liter a piece or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they weren't
2: full of water, but <laughs> right. I was just carrying them so that... But anyhow, so... But, <laughs> you folks again. have a water problem. <laughs> <laughs> but my very first trip, setting up, I mean, day one of campsite. At night. At, night. at night, hanging my hammock, mm. fatigue kicks in, and I dropped one of my hammock straps. You have no idea how far a hammock strap will roll in the dark in the mountains when you're physically exhausted. Point is, don't drop your hammock strap because uh, there is still, to this day, a hammock strap for my hammock that is somewhere at Grandfather Mountain State so, Park.
1: From from thenceforth, I have tried to practice this acronym of the priorities in camp, which is SWIFT, think SWIFTly, yep. right? Well, what's the very first thing you do when you get into your camp? Shelter. Shelter. And mm-hmm. see that night we didn't that day we didn't do that. We waited till we got back. Yep. It was nightfall, it was cold, it, the wind was blowing. Yeah, you were you were struggling. It was it was rough. Wasn't it wonderful? I mean, it's, what a blessed experience.
2: I mean, to look back on it now and the lessons gained, yeah, I'd say priceless. It was a wonderful thing. In the heat of the moment, I was like, yeah. I just I just want to go somewhere warm and go to sleep.
1: So Napoleon, mm. what would you never do again after those first couple experiences
2: i would never
3: buy the first thing i search on amazon Ah. and say oh that looks good even though it wasn't like cheap cheap but it was not what i needed at the time so i would say to the new fella spend a little bit of money that's okay Mm -hmm. be ready to trial by fire a little bit maybe this pack isn't going to work out for you but you get what you pay for so the big pack that I had was not a backpacking bag at all. It, it did not have the back support. It no. didn't have any of. Yeah.
1: It was more like a really super good and extra large day pack.
3: That and it was perfect for day packing. When when I took all my stuff out and put it on, and we went up the rest of Mitchell or grandfather, or whatever it was, that was perfect.
1: And so, point to the uh, adventure team leaders. To your credit, you were not opposed to getting advice and getting help and we did a gear layout you know for it really for you that day especially and and uh, old pyro bob was there and and you were all about hey look at my stuff and but for me as a as a leader and i kind of our relationship was new i didn't want to say that doesn't look like a great pack i i just you know wanted you to feel you were ready to go and i but you know, at that point, I you know, how what are you going to do? Go back uh, a few days out and go buy another brand new pack, you know? Well, now our relationship, you would be like, why say, did what, you buy that? Idiot! Yeah,
2: <laughs> come on, moron. <laughs> <laughs> so, would it would it be inappropriate for me to take this to like a kind of a serious turn and a point here? Because is it
1: time is it time to get serious?
2: Well, I just like when I heard, you know, you know, I, I didn't want to say anything. Isn't that isn't that true in a lot of different ways? Like we see something's like, Man, that's gonna hurt that guy, or man, he, he needs yeah. some help, but gonna die. <laughs> I don't I don't wanna hurt him, so I don't say what needs to be said, and then in so doing, it's like, Oh man, I wish somebody would have told me That's that.
1: true. That's true. Now but you gotta always remember when I first came here five years ago, I came out of the army and I'd been there for years. And Army life is so different, so crazy, just in, in a nutshell. You, you live kind of like two things. You're under a microscope all the time, and you always got a thumb on you. Mm-hmm. It's pressure. It's expectation. And when I came here, I had a lot of that military mindset still there. And part of it is looking at a guy and saying, you know, that's not going to be comfortable. That's going to be really tough. But he'll learn really well if he does that. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, that's kind of the thinking, too. Like, yeah. he'll not forget that lesson. Hence, Roland Napoleon has a Cadillac backpack now.
3: Well, and let me tell you this. The Lord works in mysterious ways. I put that 32, 33-pound day pack on my back and, and prayed. I said, Lord, you're going to have to help me with this. Next thing I know, like 10 seconds later, my boot. So after that, we we had made camp, and it became a day pack, so I didn't have much so, that's the
1: secret. That's why that <laughs> the, the Lord blew out Pyro's boot. So, both you both of them, wow, both of them because yeah. we were going to hike all the way up to the meadow campsite. Yes, we were up that so, mountain.
2: So, here, two years, <laughs> we, wow, two years into this, this whole time, we thought. That the boots getting blown out was primarily for old Private Ryan's main benefit. Well, I think it was, but he was actually he was the mission. Roland Napoleon inadvertently benefited tremendously. I, I
3: benefited tremendously from the mission and from the the, the fourteen year boots finally given in. <laughs> and well. a, another thing was that trekking pole tent that I had. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nothing wrong with it. I sold it to a a man. His sons and the Boy Scouts would be perfect for him. But let me tell you, on our trips, it's best just to inv- invest your money in a nice sleeping system. Don't yes. buy something that's, don't get me wrong, it, it, was, it was good quality, but what we do when we set up camp, we're, we're going hiking the next day. So, spoiler alert, <laughs> you put your sleeping system up, and you got them trekking poles you know, anchored as far down as you can, well, mm-hmm. guess what? You got to take them back up the next morning. So you have in the back of your mind when you're doing that day hike, man, I gotta go back and set camp up again. Even though it is something as simple as but it could be raining. Yeah. It, you know, or we could be
1: camping on rocks. Correct. That works fine if you're moving camp, but if you're base camping, yeah. Yeah you get, it's, gotta it's, it gotta deal all that. Right. So <clears throat> those are two things I would never do again. Those are great points for the new guy. So you're welcome. (laughs) Well, with the time we have left today, we're going to introduce a topic and kind of already introduced it, but we want to kind of open it up. And really what we're going to do is probably launch into a couple of two or three episodes where we'll flesh this out a little bit. But the Genesis of the code, let's go back now in Genesis chapter one, verse number 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. Right there is the underscore. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. There is so much in those two verses. What we want to explore today is the divine image in the masculine soul. God made man in his image and in his likeness. How do we bear the image of God? Well, for, first of all, maybe we should ask, what's the difference between image and likeness? Because they're both used in that verse. We can't just say they're the same thing, and they are two different words. But what do they reflect? What does image and likeness say to us? Image deals more with
2: like a like a physical outline or or a shadow of something, something that is like, like you know, Tangible, and then likeness deals more with characteristics or or mannerisms of. So you know we know that God is a spirit; He doesn't have the the physical body like we have. So you know to be in the image of it's almost like to be uh, in place of or not not replacing, but 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 like a like a stand in. Like God has created us in His image to fulfill on a delegated role, some of the responsibilities that he has. Like, he has entrusted us to fulfill this position. Absolutely.
1: So the image then, and, and Roland, I know you're ready to jump in too, but the image then is, is being a representative figure. In the New Testament, I found that that word image is the word icon. Though, though I don't think we have to think about our physical appearance being a reflection of God, But we are a representation of God. Our physical bodies reflect some things of God. But as you said, it is being positioned here as a representation of God. And then from that, our likeness is the essence of God inside of us that helps us do what we've been given to do. Something like that.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, well... Honestly, you can't add much to that. Well done, fellas. But yeah, the the, the image, the figure, also the likeness. The way I was thinking of it was more so that God has a unique plan for us, and he's he's given us everything that we need, and we are to be like him, and he has these attributes that if we are to fulfill those, we will have the, the most fullest life possible, imaginable. But the further we get from those attributes, the further we get from that plan he has from us, we're going to have an unfulfilled life. It's, ne- it's never going to work out.
1: Yeah, so that is a great segue into mention to you you guys that in that text that I just read a moment ago, Genesis one twenty six and 27, you'll see that God gave the man everything he needs. And I kind of summarize that into three thoughts. One, he gave him responsibility because he gave man... and. What, Listen, when we say man right here, we're talking about men and women, male and female, because that's the creation. But he gave man responsibility, dominion. Okay. Now, primarily, and first, he gave that to Adam because Eve came along later. So Adam already had, he was already exercising that dominion, that responsibility. Because secondly, what God did was he gave the man relationship. The relationship with creation. And that is central to our code activities. That's something that we're helping young men to learn. There is a need to connect with creation. God did not design us. I mean, right now we're inside a <laughs> this structure, all man-made, a lot of electronical stuff, and I can't even really see outside right now. We're not made for this. God made us for the wild. He made Adam out of the dust of the ground in wild places. So relationship with creation, and then he gave him a wife, and we're going to talk about that in in this series. And then Adam had a relationship with God himself. Those are fundamental relationships, a relationship with creation, a relationship with your family, your community, and a relationship with God. That is the fulfillment of life. And the third thing, he gave man resources. He gave him food. He gave him shelter. He gave him purpose, which you've alluded to. He gave him all those things that make the heart come alive, beauty, adventure, and all that stuff. But back to your point, Napoleon, and I yield the floor. Those things, and really we have the opportunity to live out the image, but the likeness of God in us is not in those things. The likeness is the attributes. Yes, It's the moral quality of a man that sets him apart from the rest of creation. That's where we bear out that image of God and His likeness—it is those attributes.
3: Just to echo what you're saying, Adam was not created in a lab. Mm-hmm. He, he and he's
1: not a lab rat.
3: He's not a lab rat. He was not. He was not manufactured in a in a, by a machine in a facility. He also wasn't a puppet. God did not create him a, as a puppet to do everything He tells him. It was God's will for Adam to have fellowship with Him. Adam had to make those decisions himself. So. We make our own decisions, and if we don't decide to
2: follow God wholeheartedly, it it makes a a big impact. And I think it's important, too, the code stands for Christ-centered outdoor discipleship experience with the emphasis on Christ-centered because, yes, man was created with the attributes of God, but then the fall happened, and fallen man is now separated and unable to completely bear those attributes because sin nature has come in. And it is why, until a man comes to Jesus Christ, has that personal relationship with him, and then now has that abiding in the vine, has that oneness with Christ, that communion, that now that essence of Christ in him, living out through him, enables him to once again fulfill his created, designed image. And, you know, we can't do this apart from Christ. We could live in the woods, we could... I mean, just be connected with nature, you know, immensely. And apart from Christ, we're just a bunch of tree huggers. Yeah. But with hmm. Jesus and doing it the way that He has created, designed, and established it to be, now all of a sudden, we're living that fulfilled life as men. Well, the first Adam, first Adam failed, so that's why the last Adam had to come. Right. And
3: we can we can have that fulfilling life through Christ.
1: And to that point which will bring us to a place we can probably wrap up today's episode. We've talked about the image, the likeness of God. We bear the image of God. We, we manifest his likeness through our, our attributes that he has entrusted into us. What are those attributes? Things like holiness, righteousness. Okay, but sin and the fall marred and scarred that image of God. But Christ is the one that came to fix that. So listen to the words of Paul, Ephesians 4, and verse 22 and 24. That she put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt. He's marred by sin. The image of God has been, has been defiled according to the deceitful lust. And be renewed, where? In the spirit of your mind. And listen to this. And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. And he says in Colossians 3.10, put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So that tells me that the image of God in me is at that that moral attribute level, righteousness, holiness in the image of the Son of God, Jesus, who showed us what a real man is. Mm Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing to add to that. I mean that's it. That's in the in the weeks that are to come, what we want to do is is kind of develop this, come back and talk a little bit more about those attributes, what have you, and what they look like, how we manifest them, but not just in general terms. We're gonna take some time and look at the different roles and responsibilities that a man has. A man is a steward of God. He's given us work and responsibility to do a man is a husband. A man is a father, a man is a friend, a man is part of a community and a tribe. So we wanna unpack those. How does the image of God and the masculine soul fit into all those things? Well, guys, it's been fun. We've had bagels, coffee, laughs, a few laughs. Some insults. Yeah. Always need a little bit of insulted insulting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've had some insults. Some some banter. (laughs) A lot of banter. I brought today, just as a parting word, my John Wayne cookbook. Mm. And so in here is the the recipe for the John Wayne barbecue chili mm. and that cast iron skillet blackberry cobbler. It's going to be a great time around the fire at the Code Brew. That's all I want to say about that. All right. Hmm. All right. Until next week when we all get back together again and we'll give a full report on the Genesis backpacking trip. This is Overtrek saying happy trails to you and you. This is Dr. Dean
2: Roland Napoleon telling you, Overtrek, and you, Easy Target, that you're welcome. And this is Corey Easy Target Cantrell, reminding all you listeners that this ain't your mom's code podcast. We'll see you next week. Love it.
0: In the heart of the champion, they-